Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. My name is Ray. And this is Heather. And we welcome back to you back to our metaphysical porch as we talk about the law of attraction in its deep ways, in its ways that reach out to your everyday life. We like to take the laws of attraction as we we are hearing them from some leading, bleeding edge teachers and make it applicable and metaphysically relevant, but also relevant to your everyday. Um, we are, our intention here, and that's kind of nice to kind of restate our intention, is to really share with you what's working for us because we like the authenticity way, don't we? We, <laughs> yes, we, find, we do. <laughs> we're walking the walk. We're talking the talk. We love these laws of attraction. We love these metaphysical principles. But we also, Heather and I both, we're, we really love hanging out on the leading edge. Like we want to know what's happening now. Yes, it's interesting to read about thousands of years ago. It's even interesting to read about some things happening hundreds of years ago. But what's happening today? Because we know that source, spirit, God, all that is, is, is actually evolving and is expanding. So what is source, spirit? What are these laws of attraction as we call them what are these principles of alignment what do they have to say to us today what is relevant i love that word what is relevant and what is revealing itself as the next logical step in our own expansion and we happen to think there's some pretty amazing teachers on the planet right now that some people call them channels but we just like to call them aligned teachers and we like to chat about them on the show but also come from our own experience and our own awakening and we welcome you into that dialogue you're welcome to connect in whenever you hear something here that you want to know more about or if there's some question that you have we really do welcome your participation on this show you can always email us at everydayattraction at gmail.com and we also have a website by the same name and uh, and we look forward to engaging you on today's show I really want to talk about this term that I've been hearing actually from a couple of channels our house channel Abraham Abraham hyphenhicks.com for those of you not familiar um, but also our favorite Frank Butterfield the communion of light has been talking about this concept of positive contrast positive contrast because usually when we talk about contrast we talk about it well negatively right I mean the concept has always been if contrast is happening then it's something you don't want but there's this understanding and Heather you pointed to it in last week's show 
when you said, hey, if you can be joyful through the contrast, then it's all joy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you said that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really, I'm working on that every day. <laughs> well, it was, it was kind of genius, I think, because, you know, that just reminded me again that when we can call it all good or allow it all to be a part of our evolution, when we can embrace the contrast, then there's this concept of it all being positive, that there is something in what is happening, no matter what it looks like. And I think sometimes, you know, I scratch my head when I'm in a high flying place. So the Abrahams and a lot of metaphysical teachers will talk about being in a high vibrational place where you're practicing, you're intending, you're doing all of the processes, you're really working it. And then stuff still happens, right? Like things quote unquote go wrong. But when you're in a high flying place, when you are connected to source and spirit, you've got the resources, you've got all the resources you need to respond. So is it really negative? Or can we look at contrast when we're on that high flying disc, when we're looking to connect with our innermost divinity? Can we look things quote unquote going wrong as actually going right? But it's just an expansion point that we're not aware of, or we're not understanding or from broader perspective. I mean, there's something different about having contrast happen when you're feeling really, really bad mm-hmm. and then contrast happening when you're feeling really, really good. And I want to talk about that. <laughs> and, but, but what I'm thinking about right now is if I'm feeling really, really good, I'm probably not in contrast. Or you mean if, if then when I'm feeling good, then contrast comes? Yeah, I mean, it still happens. You know what I mean? You can be feeling, you can be doing all the work and then you still get, you know, disappointing results on something or you still get, um, you know, information that you didn't want, you thought you didn't want. But, but really what I'm, what I'm thinking about is just embracing contrast in a whole nother dimension mm-hmm. that, that taps into more of our invincibility, you know, that taps more into our power where we're not necessarily judging what happens as, uh oh, I've miscreated or, uh oh, I've, I've not been doing my work. Um, right. But, you know, it's most, kind of like you know, looking at both sides of something. I, I always see everything in visuals. And if you, with client, I'll put, if I have a client in person, I'll put a book in the middle of the room and I'll say, okay, see, sit here and look at the book and see what you see and then move over here and now look at the exact same book. I'm not moving the book, I'm just moving the person and they can see different parts of the book. Yes. So it's almost like looking at the book from all the different angles. The, exactly. the part you're wanting and the part you're not wanting and they're both just as important part of the book. Like you can't have a book without the whole thing. And contrast is important. I know we were talking about last week, you know, everything is serving us. So um, I kind of want to step back from this idea that we're ever miscreating um, or that we're creating outside of of our potential to connect with source no matter what is going on. But but I I find it so interesting. And um, Frank Butterfield has been talking about this communionoflight.com. And he's calling it positive contrast. And I heard Abraham for the first time mention this idea that, you know, even when you're on the high flying disc, you're still wanting. You're still asking questions. You're still saying what if. You're still seeing things that have not manifest. It's not like you know, you get to this sort of nirvana and no contrast or nothing um, difficult ever happens. I think that's a misnomer. And a lot of mm-hmm. people come to the law of attraction because they want to avoid problems. 
You know, if I could just figure this out, I could just, you know, control my circumstances and be happy the rest of my life. And, you know, and it's really not about that. This is not not at all. It's not. And it just reminds me of something I talked to Wayne Dyer about. I don't know if I. Oh, tell that that story. story. Oh, please tell, tell that story. I love it. The story about how I got to meet him or yeah, what when, I was going to say? Yeah, tell, tell everyone how you met him. I thought that was such a great story. <laughs> oh, um, I had shared Wayne Dyer's audios with one of my girlfriends because she was going through a breakup and was really having a tough time. And she listened and listened a bunch of times. She really didn't get it, but she said, oh, I'll just keep listening because there must be something here. And she finally really, really heard him. I think she said she listened to the audio six times before she it settled in. And she invited me to go to Hawaii with her. And she said, oh, we're going to meet Wayne Dyer in Hawaii. He lives in Maui. And I'm like, yeah, sure we are. That's awesome. And she's like, no, really, I wrote him a letter. I I wrote a letter to him, and I told him how you shared um, his work with me and that you're a really good friend of mine. And I thought she was joking. And I said, let me see that letter. (laughs) And she said, I hand wrote it, and I sent it in. I don't even have a copy to an address in Florida. So I said, okay. That sounds good. Well, we'll, you know, and I just put it on the back burner. And we went to Hawaii, and we're having a great time, and everything was going really well. And the day before I was leaving, um, her boyfriend, they got back together subsequently, called and said, what are you guys going to do today? She goes, well, today we're going to meet Wayne Dyer. And I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, today we're going to meet Wayne Dyer. We just really lined up with this idea that we were going to meet Wayne Dyer. And he starts laughing, yeah, right, sure you are you know, whatever, and teasing us. And I I think it was probably 10 minutes later, the phone rang, her cell phone rang, and it was a Florida phone number. And so she handed me the phone because she was brushing her teeth and she couldn't talk. And I answered the phone and it was Wayne Dyer. (laughs) And (laughs) he he said, do you know who this is? And I'm like, of course I know who this is. I know his voice because I listened to his audios a million times. And he, I thought he was going to be calling from Florida to say he wasn't available, but he's like, oh, I'm going to be in the studio all day today, but if you're staying at the Westin, I live next door to the Westin, and I'm going to go out for a swim in about five minutes if you want to meet me out on the beach. And so it was just so awesome. We're here, we're staying at the Westin, and he lives next door to the Westin. <laughs> and he um, answers one letter a day uh, from fans, and that was the day he answered our letter, and I was leaving the next day. It was just so perfectly lined up. So we go out to the beach, and I had my daughter, who um, is now seven, which was four months old, in these cute neon orange board shorts. And here's Wayne Dyer walking down the beach in these adorable neon orange board shorts, matching my daughter, <laughs> holding some stuff for us. And we sat and visited for about 45 minutes. He was so amazing. And he said, um, one thing that he said about people, you know, thinking, I think he said something like people think that I don't have ups and downs or something. And he said, it's not that we'll never not have ups and downs. It's just that we have them less often for shorter durations of time. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is right there. Positive contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, And then he also talked about being the observer and watching yourself observing how you respond to these, to this roller coaster. I really think that's key to this whole thing is, is having an engaged disengagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're conscious and aware, but it's not about getting out of trouble. 
And, and I really think that we need to look at that because I often find that people will say, well, this law of attraction stuff doesn't work because life, because trouble's still happening. You know, and it's really not about, you know, some sort of e-ticket out of, of life's real ups and downs because it is actually the expansion point that requires contrast. Without our quote unquote difficulties or without our challenges, we wouldn't be able to one, as Abraham says, clarify what it is that we're asking. You can't bump up against something without clarification, but if you're not bumping up against it, are you getting clear? And if you're not clear about what you want and then line up with it, then the universe has a hard time. Like there's split energy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so there is this opportunity to just, I think truly be at peace with whatever is going on in your life and call it positive. But um, and try to find a way in a perspective, like you said, move around in the room and find a perspective where source is trying to deliver something even through that and a- as that, you know, so that we find um, our ability to be still tapping, you know, the, the hem of joy, you know, tapping the hem of joy, even though our life may look chaotic and things mm-hmm. may be you know, I think we judge each other so harshly, you know, where I'm not where I should be, or I'm not where I thought I would be, or I haven't published the book, or I don't have all the money, and I haven't bought the house. And, you know, how can I say this spiritual stuff works if I'm still, quote, unquote, struggling? And it's such a, it's a lot of BS. You know? Yeah, it is. I was doing a channeling session this morning. And I, I noticed one of the things, this is kind of funny, I think, as a child, um, that I got confused with is that I looked at my mom to be source. And of course we're all source, but um, I was looking at her, my connection with her as my connection with source. And so when I wasn't connected to her for whatever reason, I felt disconnected instead of reaching for my connection with source. So there's so many different ways that we kind of maybe start walking down a different path, but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where we've been or where we're going. It just, like you said, it just matters how we choose to um, perceive it and and how we choose to manage our emotions or lack thereof. (laughs) Exactly. And how we tend, how how we experience pain, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of times the self-help world, this billion dollar industry of self-help is is mishelping because it's teaching us how to avoid pain rather mm-hmm. than how to allow it because it has information. You know, as as my friend Janice says in her book, you know, choosing the bigger yes, she says there's there's there is actually information in your resistance. There is information in the contrast that's important. But as well, long I as think you there's know, information there, but are we willing to look at it and see the information or to get the information? You yeah. know, that's where we have to be open because I know for me. I I have missed the cues and the information over the years. I'm really engaged in now being open to hearing, sensing, experiencing the communication, whether it feels good or not. But it's there's so much there, but we have to be open to receive. Exactly. And are we willing to allow the emotional wave to come through us? Because if we are feeling negative emotion and, you know, a lot of us are trying to run from fear or run from hurt or run from disappointment, but, but unless you stand in the face of the emotion and allow it just to have its way, one, it's short lived, any emotion that you have ebbs and flows. And sometimes I think we hold back from certain emotions because we afraid, oh my gosh, if I let this one rip, it'll never end. And that's just never the case. You know, emotion is actually has, the opposite. It stays longer when we don't let it rip. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, and, um, you know, a lot of people will say the law of attraction work, you're in denial, you're not, you're, den- well, it's not that you're in denial, but you're not willing to live in a place that you don't want to live. But I think it's important that we are aware of where we are because our emotions are full of information. And if we allow them to come through, just open up, uh, open the heart space and allow that, you know, that pain that may come as discouragement or may come as fear or whatever it is to have its way and to have that, that connection to that broader knowing that is sort of witnessing as we talk about in Eastern philosophy talks a lot about just being the witness, holding the witness stance as the emotion comes and goes, then it can deliver what it has to deliver. You can do what you need to do, which is pivot, which is make the decision to change the thought that's brought you to that momentum and you want to move to another one. I Mm -hmm. just think we can be more skilled in how we're working with spirit and not necessarily trying to run from it and trying to just you know, bury our heads in the sand and, you know, um, pretend that all is, you know, only one key. That's, there's a lot of different keys to the symphony of our lives. And there is a fearlessness and invincibility that I hear Abraham talking about that we can stand in once we learn to uh, work with our emotions, work with our thoughts, sculpt them, um, be disciplined in how we move through them. And that is where the true joy happens because there's no running. Um, there's simply, uh, hmm, this is interesting. Let's talk what, what's happening here. What, what could be going on here that is an expansion point for me? Because everything is happening for your good, as our friend Jerry Hicks would say. Um, and every, everyone everywhere is for you, not against you. Those are some powerful stances to have so that you can... Um, positive contrast to happen. Well, we've come on our first break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. We're talking about positive contrast this hour. We're talking about how to be invincible in the face of whatever's going on, because truly divinity, God, all that is, is here as close as your breath. So let's breathe it in and we'll come back after the break. You're listening again to Heather and Ray on Everyday Attraction. Stay tuned. Let it unfold. Let it If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life 
only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the great break. We are so thrilled to be on the Unity Online Radio Network. We give a to all our Unity listeners and all of our listeners on Stitcher and also um, on iTunes Radio. We're excited if you're listening to this live. It is live on unity.fm every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time and then in the archives 24-7. We're just always up. We're just always up talking, aren't we, Heather? (laughs) (laughs) You can get us anytime, day or night at iTunes and Stitcher. Um, Before the break, we were talking about this this idea, this concept of positive contrast, that everything is actually serving us in some way. And if we can just step back and try to find a perspective, a broader knowing, if you will, then everything is serving us no matter how chaotic it looks or how crazy or how like I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I think we're I really, had some positive know. contrast this morning. Sure. I had a, a call. Um, I was doing some channeling and something came through that hit me kind of in a core, like a old, some old, one of the old pipes got burst open, <laughs> let's just say. Fabulous. And I started crying and, oh my gosh, I was crying and crying and crying. And it was just so amazing how it did feel like these old pipes got burst open, like the, the pipes broke and there's water just coming out all over the place. But there was this release, you know, because the pressure wasn't built up anymore. And a lot of people could say, oh, my gosh, what's the matter with me? I'm just, like, crying and, you know, this is bad or wrong or whatever. And I just, I just felt so much relief. And so to me, that it almost felt, it felt like positive contrast. That's exactly it. And I, I really love that idea of, of tears being a, a really great sign of releasing resistance. And Abraham, Abraham-Hicks.com, there it is, um, talks about this all the time, that tears are, that that there's resistance that has been released. And so we welcome the tears. We don't try to avoid them. We don't try to run from them. We don't try to suck them back. You know, it's just allowing them, because really, what are we talking about? We're talking about energy. That's it. Emotions, all of this is movement of energy. Some of it has some fast moving, some of it's slow moving, but it's just kind of being more of an open vessel. And I know as a channel, you've actually learned to really allow energy to move through you. Otherwise you wouldn't be tapping into some of these higher vibing energies. And so I would imagine that's part of your process too, is just staying open and allowing energy to move. Otherwise, you know, like you say, those old pipes, let's talk about that, the old pipes. I love this analogy that Abraham has just delivered in the last couple of months. Um, This idea that, you know, belief systems, if you would look at them like pipes, you know, we've got some old belief systems and the tendency is to go and try to change those old belief systems and, and clean out, if you will, the old pipes. And what they're saying now is, is really, it makes much more sense for you to leverage 
the, the power that you are and just to lay new pipes, to focus now on what your new beliefs are. Thought, and again, beliefs are just thoughts that you keep thinking. But I just love this idea of, um, you know, letting the old ones burst, letting them kind of just kind of crash under their own weight mm-hmm. of misinformation and um, false premise. <laughs> Because those pipes are full of false premises, man. They are just gonna, they're just going to crumble <laughs> at some point. But the key is to not feed them in this idea of, you know, pulling the focus over to these new pipes. And that could be a tearful journey. I, I welcome that, you know. And I'm really noticing the difference in, in the types of crying. Um, I have, when I channel, I have tears running down my face usually. And that's a sign that I'm connected to source. But there's not a feeling behind it. It's more just like physicalness of water coming out of my eyes. I mean, it feels good. Like there's a release in a way. But then there's this other kind of crying where you're like actually crying from like your gut or your heart or something where you feel the energy moving up and out and through. Yes. So it's it's interesting. So I, I encourage everyone that's listening to just check out the subtleties of the different emotions you're feeling because it, it's pretty interesting because we just blanket statement like oh when you cry it's blah 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 well there's all different types of crying you know and it's <laughs> all cry- good there's laugh crying too where you're laughing so hard you're crying i mean i love it when i when i work with people and, and we're moving up the emotional scale which is something that we use from abraham the abraham hip work you know and I, and I see if someone moves from one lower vibing emotion to a, a higher vibing emotion tears come yeah. I can see it. And I'm always so excited. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm crying. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm thrilled because you've just moved out of feeling, you know, depression to maybe feeling some anger and that's making you cry. And I love it because that shows the movement of energy and we want to welcome the body and its participation and how it's moving through this energy. You know, that's such an important part of embracing the full physical experience is, as you say, you know, you feel it in your gut and you feel it through your body and you experience it in, you know, your eyes and your nose and all those things that participate in release. We want to say welcome to that. And we certainly never want to stifle a cry because I always feel like you're at the edge of, you know, you've got to that point of releasing resistance, which is all we want to do, right? This work tells about us all the time. Just release resistance. The rest will take care of itself. And then we stifle it. We suck it down. You've ever like sucked down a cry? It's the worst. Sure. <laughs> you know, and that's why, you know, I, I have such a big heart for, for, you know, being a mom of a boy because, the, you know, our culture has always said, you know, that boys don't cry and, you know, take it like a man. And, oh, boy, has that led to some issues? <laughs> oh, no kidding. What a bummer that statement has been. <laughs> what a what a bunch of misinformation that is. Right. You know, it's like here you've got a release point, but don't take it. Just stifle it. <laughs> And I, I think it's so important to um, to realize that we're aligning when we release resistance. We're getting to that alignment place. And that is spirit calling us, calling us forward. You know, it is it is really, truly all God in that sense. And um, I wanted to play a little, little tiny bit of an Abraham Hicks workshop that I recently heard and again, you know, we play a little bit of appetizer just to kind of whet your appetite. And we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and pretty much just buy everything they've ever done. It's so delicious and wonderful. You can't go wrong. 
But this particular track, um, you know, a woman was just really talking about this idea of, you know, aligning first and then allowing whatever happens to happen because then you're in that place of really being able to fully respond and be aware and awake in the creative process with spirit. So really the intention is to align first and then to not resist the contrast that will still happen because that is part of the experience on the planet. So let's play a little bit of this track and um, and discuss it. Maybe we can go deeper on some of the concepts here. Here we go. I've been listening to DVDs or watching DVD and uh, listening listening YouTube and everything. Um, everything absolutely wonderful. We really do want to hear you. Hang oh. on just a little bit. <laughs> okay. All is well. Yep. And uh, everything is very wonderful. One thing that I want to clarify it for myself, because it's about the vortex, but uh, the way I feel it, the way I see it, the vortex is you're showing here. And I know it doesn't matter. Everybody sees their own way. So there's a vortex that is all that you've become where your inner being stands a high-flying vortex but there is a vibrational reality vortex on just about every subject that you float energy toward and now you're choosing which vortex you select from by the disc you choose now that's a point of clarification isn't it yeah and uh, what I feel that the vortex is in those discs they're somewhere inside of me it's not that much outside something. We like that you can feel because you're emanating it. You're emanating it. It's coming back to you. You're emanating it. It's coming back to you. But the reason you can feel it is because you can feel your vibrational resonance and you can feel what you have vibrational resonance with, which is the same thing as saying you can feel what pipeline you're moving down and what's in that pipeline. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. You can feel your vibrational resonance. Mm -hmm. Esther sometimes will find herself thinking about Jerry often, really often. And every now and again, it will feel a little bit lonely. And when she feels that emptiness that feels like loneliness, she can feel that she has diverged from the way he feels in that moment. In other words, the loneliness is just the way you feel when you're out of alignment with the thought you want to think. Don't you love knowing that? There's no reality that is imposing itself on you. It is very personal. That's why you feel it personally. Mm -hmm. And uh, my latest uh, kind of when I do uh, meditation, and uh, um, it, it's, it feels like when I'm in the vortex, it's very physically, it's like somewhere over here, it's like bursting from inside and out. It's sort of like a light. Is it? Well, that feeling of enthusiasm, that just means you've got good momentum going. When you have that sensation, that means you're on a high flying disc and you have good momentum going. That's good. It means you've practiced it. You own it. It's natural to you. And we can also say, because of what you just said, this must also be true. You can get there easily and you can get there just about any time you choose to. Once you start feeling like that, then you pretty much have control of your vibrational position in this universe. Would you agree with that about yourself? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the kind of sort of side effect of that yeah. is that when I feel that, I'm getting into the 
my uh, intentionality and on my uh, visualizing well, and the feelings. See what you're talking about. This is a really good thing. We know where you're going with this. And so we're just going to follow through and then we'll hear you again. So what she's saying is she is achieving her alignment through meditation or through whatever, but she's achieving her alignment. And then from her place of alignment, she is now from her place of step three, Step one is ask, step two is source answer, step three is allow it. So she's achieved alignment, which she's thinking of as allowing in step three. But now she wants to introduce some intentionality, some step one-ing while she's step three-ing. She's wanting from her place of alignment to now direct the energy that she's harnessed toward things that matter to her. True empowerment. Nice place to be isn't it that's a very nice place to be <laughs> that was the very first time I have heard them talk about step wanting and step threeing or threeing and wanting at the same time have you ever heard that before Heather yesterday I was at the gym listening to this exact track <laughs> and I listened to it four times so it's of course not a coincidence you picked it of all the millions of tracks we have <laughs> Yes, that was the first time too. <laughs> yeah, and I re it really captured my imagination because, again, that's that idea of, you know, doing the alignment work, you know, getting into that vortex or vortexes, but then also asking again from that high-flying pace. It may be introducing things that you want. That means they're not there. That means that may be contrast there that you can, but it's such a different place to ask to be in that place of asking when you are coming from the high flying disc or coming from that vortex is, and again this is all abraham speak and you can find out more about these terms if you go to abraham-hicks.com but a vortex is really just an energy field and the vortex of your expansion is actually everything you you've asked for it's all that you want but it's also a place that you're completely aligned with source that infinite intelligence that all that is the rendezvous points what a perfect place to start asking questions about, well, what about this? Or where is this? I mean, it's really fascinating to, um, to really feel that from that place, you can start to, to maybe go into a deeper desire um, than you've been willing to go to before. <laughs> because that invincibility again comes back. It says, wow, here I am connected to source, all that is. And hmm, I'd like that to be different. Now, you would think that would spit you out of the vortexes they used to talk about, but we're fine-tuning here, aren't we? We're really fine-tuning this process. We're seeing that we can be connected and having all that is and also be in a place of attracting some interesting opportunities for expansion, otherwise known as contrast. Um it is capturing my imagination and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about how is it that we can be in a place of alignment and still be asking for more. Stay tuned. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. 
You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. Thank you so much for joining us in this hour. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, everydayattraction.com. And also I want to highlight before I forget um, Heather's website, which is resetyourmindset.net. And there's some opportunities to uh, connect with her. She's a hypnotherapist and also a coach and a teacher and um, is offering some wonderful opportunities there. If you want to get specific, if there's some issues that you'd like to look at or you'd just like to tap in to see how you're doing and have some feedback from someone who, as you've heard here, does some channeling, uh, setyourmindset.net. So before the break, we were listening to this kind of breakthrough information from Abraham um, about this idea of being in step three, which in the sort of Abraham model is the receiving mode where all that is, is coming your way. Um, And also at the same time, from that place of all that is, uh, having some questions, still having some discernments, asking, still asking. Uh, and and what's, in, what's in exciting about that kind of paradigm is that you're asking from a place of empowered knowing 
not from a place of neediness or got to have, you know what I mean, Heather? I think that's kind of that, a little bit of energy. It's not a need, like I need this to feel better. It's, hmm, what if, what if, what captured your imagination about that segment? (sighs) I just lost you. Oh, (laughs) can you say that again? Oh, sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just this interesting idea of of co-creating from a power position. In other words, you're not asking from a place of neediness, but you're asking from a place of knowing and invincibility almost and kind of picking and choosing what you'd like to think about and what you'd like to create from that kind of step three receiving. It's a very interesting for many for the for those of us been studying this stuff for, for a long time. This is new information. And it doesn't even feel like asking as much as it feels like um, you're in it and you're knowing it. So you're, it, it's, I feel like asking is from the essence of I need to ask somebody else because I'm not sure or I don't know. But when you know, you feel it, and it's almost as if you're just the pre-paving of it. It feels different than asking. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, again, it, you're coming from a more empowered state. So right. it's it's almost like we have to have some new words, new language, you know, in order to really embrace that. Um, because it is different than, you know, sort of that pleading, asking, I'm out of the vortex. I don't have, where's my stuff? Oh, God, I'm feeling powerless. To when you're when you're aligned and you're feeling in that vortex of knowing and you're feeling invincible to then co-create in a, in a different way where you're starting to look at your quote unquote problems from a very different vantage point, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that the manifestations can move much quicker when you're in that position of receiving information uh, from alignment and not outside of it. It's, it's kind of something I'd like to practice more of, but it's on the heels of this stuff they've been talking about in regards to getting on your high flying disc. Yeah. You know, and just practicing from the moment you wake up, which is your reset button. You know, they've told us the reason you go to sleep is to stop the momentum of whatever you've been thinking <laughs> that hasn't been serving you. So when you wake up in the morning, there's kind of a reset opportunity to, to get to that place of remembering who you really are, your divinity, your connectedness to the power and the infinite intelligence. Um, and, and to sort of refuse to get off that disc, but stuff's still going to happen. Uh, and that kind of invincibility of, of knowing like whatever happens, I know how to respond because I'm in this connected place. Uh, I'm not feeling weak and powerless. I'm feeling empowered. And so when, you know, when things happen that don't look like they're going my way, I'm going to find a way to have them go my way. I'm going to find a way to let it be and, and really move the information to be for rather than against me. And just that pivoting, that process keeps you on the high flying disc. It keeps you in that place of receiving more and more and more. Um, let's get back to this workshop. We're going to listen to just a little bit more. Again, it's a recent workshop from the Abraham Hicks work, abraham-hicks.com. We encourage you to go there and uh, and download the entire workshop, which is like three hours long. Um, this particular one happened in Denver of 2013. And we're talking about, you know, really understanding the power of aligning first 
and then responding to life as it unfolds from that place of empowerment. Tuned in, tapped in, turned on, knowing who you are, knowing the resources that you have, and then finding some new thought, maybe a thought that you haven't thought about before, maybe a thought that you've never thought about this way from this vantage point before, but now, ooh, that's what our friend earlier was talking about. That's that feeling of new adventure. Adventure without risk. Ooh. Adventure without doubt. Intentionality with all knowingness. And all you got to do is know a handful of things that you all right now know. And the more I'm practicing that, the more I'm, I'm, I'm there. The more the, yeah. that emotional reality brings me into that so sort of impossible manifestations that I start to be in the places I start to rendezvous, rendezvous with the people that it's like a future, but it's now. Yeah. 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 So that from here is, I'm doing okay. <laughs> would say so. To stand in that place of deliberate creation, in other words, that's what deliberate creating is, is deliberate managing of my vibration. Deliberate managing of my vibration and deliberate management of the momentum of my vibration. And you can't have one without the other. Esther has been playing a game. Luke, seven-year-old grandson, introduced it to her. It's her favorite game. It's on the iPhone. It's Nutty Fluffies. You'll all want to get it. It's a game of momentum. You fill your little car up with whichever little fluffy critters that you want, and then you control their momentum on the roller coaster. It's very tricky. When they fall out, they make very sad sounds. <laughs> when they ride fast and stay on the track, hearts fly out of them and glee flies out of them. It's taken some practice. Esther kills a lot more of them than she saves. <laughs> Momentum is an interesting thing. You have to sort of get the hang of it and anticipate the track looks like helps a little bit in other words you come around a corner and all of a sudden you're going straight down you might be going too fast so momentum direction and momentum you get to choose all of it and you'll learn to slow your momentum by getting general and speed your momentum by becoming more specific you just get so good at this that you feel invincible and therefore eager something more no thank you really good really good I love that last part. I know. You know, it's so funny when you were talking earlier in the show, I was just about to say something about a track I was listening to yesterday, and it was that piece right there. <laughs> you said something about game planning or having a, having a plan. And so I was thinking that I like flow charts, and I'm thinking, I'm going to do a little flow chart because they give all the information here and there, but I could just make it into a flow chart and pop it on the wall. 
Exactly. And it's it's that managing of the vibration. And I love the Nutty Fluffies, by the way. I haven't downloaded it on my iPhone, but I fully intend to Me do either. it. <laughs> but this idea of being able to control the momentum. So otherwise, you've done your alignment work. You're in that, that high-flying place or you're connected. You're feeling connected. And then something happens or, or, or you, you know, you get an email. <laughs> I was like, that. get an email or someone calls or, you know, or, or there's a thought, an old belief system that sometimes is going to come up for some healing when you're in that place where it's going to say, oh, remember when you used to think about this in this way. And, and there's opportunities to manage the vibration without getting thrown out of the vortexes they talked about, without getting thrown out of that connective place and having to crawl back in. I really like the dexterity of this, but how you control momentum, they really gave us a key right there toward the end of that segment is when you get general, generalized in your thinking and in your feeling, you slow momentum down. And then when you want to speed something up, you get more specific, but it feels good. You know, I always say you always know how specific you can get about something that you want until it starts to feel like a push or it starts to feel like a, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how to do that or I don't know how to make that happen or that's as soon as you get to that point, you've gotten too specific, move back, move back. You know, if if you want to create your dream house and having fun thinking about the color of the outside of the house and you're think, having fun thinking about the general layout and you start to think about the grout in the bathroom and you want to freak out, you've gone too specific. You're not aligned with this yet. <laughs> you know, you've gotten carried away with the momentum. And, you know, I think it's really interesting to use some of these tools so that we stay in that high flying place, even when we're dealing with things that look like they're not working, you know. What, what a skill. And I, th- I think you know, what I was thinking the opposite too, when if you have an imagination that might take, uh, take, a, take you on a run for your money, <laughs> um, if, for instance, you have kids that are supposed to be home at a certain time and they're not home yet, instead of thinking like, what if they got in a car accident or what if this happened to them or what if that happened to them, um, just go general and start thinking about something else. So if it's, if it's not feeling, if you're in a place that doesn't feel good, go general. If you're in a place that feels good, you can go specific. Yes, exactly. That's a great tone. And I always, I always have a couple of really general doozies in my vibrational pocket at any time. You know, like things always work out for me and I know that they're, that it's all good and I know that life is good and I know that things are working for me and I know there's a pony in there somewhere. And I mean, it's just this kind of space of stepping back and realizing how, you know, how fully engaged we are (laughs) in having this life experience and that it is the fact that our heart is beating is pretty good that all is as well the fact that the sun came up and that the food is seeming to grow without our help and you know you kind of step back into that more generalized understanding of well-being and then you know when you start to feel really that invincibility come back that you can start to think about you know what's happening in other areas of your life and this it may sound like small stuff but man it can really move manifestations along much much quicker and and abraham has been talking about this that you know when you can get on this high flying disc or vortex as they like to call it this high flying vortex and you're getting all these rendezvous points with also people who are high flying and then even when something happens that's supposed to throw you out and it doesn't um then there's this solid 
on this, that you start to get your equilibrium on this higher vibration disc. And people are saying, wow, manifestations that have been hanging out and haven't been happening for years and years and years suddenly are just popping in. Like they were right there. They yeah. were waiting to come in. That check was right there. And that thing was, that relationship was right next door. And boom, it happened. So I, and uh, I've, I've been working with a couple of people who've been doing this practice now for 30, 60, 90 days. And they have just been telling me so much about things that are happening that would seem to be improbable, impossible against all odds and all that. And I, I really love that. I love when that begins to happen um, because that's really the life that source wants us to live is this sort of peace with what is and yet with this eager stance of more. How can we create more? The, it'll never be over. There'll always be something you're wanting. So might as well feel good in the wanting. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanted to um, jump in on a couple things you just said. One is I always like to add my visual because if anybody else is like me, I love to have little visuals. When you were talking about rendezvousing and high-flying discs, I, I was thinking about the Jetsons and how they live in space and they have like little things that they step on. <laughs> they can just move, step from one thing to another thing on these high-flying discs out in space. Um, made me laugh. I and love the, that. I love that. I get it. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that's, um, you said, you know, just because we wake up in the morning, it's all good. And even if we don't wake up in the morning, it's all good. Exactly. You know, whether yeah. we're in the physical or we're not in the physical, it's all good. Yes. It's releasing that need to to have to hold on to anything, even at that level, because our consciousness is guaranteed. It is eternal. Um, and embracing that, you can kind of relax a little because it does. Eternal is really big. My five-year-old said to me, Mommy, are you telling me that space just goes on and on? <laughs> How is that possible? But it does. And on and on. And, and on, on and on. And so is love. And so is consciousness. And so is the ability for source to deliver over and over and over all that you've asked for. Cause we are truly um, in that creative relationship with this energy that creates worlds. Come to the end of our hour. Thank you, Heather, for your input and your vantage point. I so appreciate you. And we just want to thank everyone for listening this hour. Again, it's everyday attraction where we really talk about the law of attraction in a mm -hmm. tangible way. We hope that you've heard something this hour that will help you stay connected to the truth of who you are. And we will see. Thank you for your brilliance, Ray, and for Abraham. It's just amazing. We are quite a team. We love it all. And we thank you all. See you next time on Everyday Attraction. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? 
Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. There is Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Rev. Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity.